Hello, everyone. Welcome to the final episode of Shifting Power, our very own Communities for Gender Equality podcast. My name is Andrea Dix. I'm the president of Community Foundations of Canada. And for the last few weeks, I've also been the host of this podcast discussing gender equality and some amazing work being done from coast to coast to coast. Today, I am calling in, joining you live and in person from my office. My office is located on the unceded, unsurrendered territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabe people. I am a uninvited guest here in Ottawa, and today it is a little chilly, but I'm planning to go outside, put my feet directly on the ground and enjoy some time in this beautiful community on my way home. So. For today's episode, I am very, very excited to welcome Kelly Turbasket. She is the co-founder of Indigenize, an organization that empowers individuals using Indigenous ways of knowing through different programs and projects. Today, we're focusing on the 13 Moons Project, which provides sessions and mentorship opportunities to empower Indigenous women, two-spirit, and gender-diverse people to take leadership roles. Thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. We are delighted that you are here. Let's start with an easy question. How are you doing today? Why? Hello, everyone. Mm -hmm. I am doing great, too. I'm cuddled up in beside my fireplace here Beautiful. in uh, avoiding the snow outside. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Kelly, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and about your community? I'm grateful to be calling in from my homelands here in the Silk Nation in a place called Nekrulau, the place of yellow dirt. And this is where I grew up. And I have the great fortune of raising my two adult children here and live with my family all around me on a ranch and um, living on the lands of my ancestors. It, it helps root me and helps ground me in this work that I do with Indigenized. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. I am envious of the view and of the fireplace beside you and of being cuddled and cozy um, in some warmth. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your connection to 13 Moons Project? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I'm a storyteller, so I just want to share a little bit about why I, you know, I'm on this um, journey. Mm -hmm. It started... I would say like, well, with myself and my own journey as a mixed heritage woman who often felt like my voice was being marginalized or feeling like I, it wasn't safe for me to step into my fullest potential and leadership. So when I um, was working in my community and um, I remember this very distinct day when I went into a classroom and I saw the young Indigenous people in that classroom doing the same thing I used to do, which was trying to melt into the background, mm -hmm. trying to not be seen and um, not feeling safe, not sharing their wisdom and their knowledge. And I left there really heartbroken that things hadn't changed in all these years, you know, mm -hmm. they still look the same. And and I looked at the leadership in our communities and seeing the imbalance of men, mm -hmm. more men in our, 
you know, in roles of leadership that were having their voices were being heard more and, you know, recognizing like all the strengths and the wisdom and the, the skills that all the diversity in our genders, including non-binary and two-spirit that are not being included is such a loss. It's such a loss for our communities. It's a loss for the leadership. It's a loss for the changes that we need to make when we don't include all of our people. Mm-hmm. So that's what drives the work that I do in Indigenize and in 13 Moons, specifically around being inclusive across our genders. That's an incredible introduction to yourself and to the work that you're doing. Can you tell me a little bit about the 13 Moons Project? Yes. Well, it's a hybrid program that is both online and in person. So we have 10 sessions online throughout the fall and winter. And those sessions are geared towards leadership topics. And then in the summer, when it's warmer, we gather in person and do a a lot of our um, focus on the land. And so the each of the sessions dives into our modules around like connecting to yourself as mm-hmm. a leader and strengthening our connections with each other. So a lot of the relational skills that are needed and in, in leadership and mm-hmm. counteracting some of those systemic patterns of othering, of judging. And the other modules are around connecting to to community. So how do we engage and empower community? How do we mobilize mm-hmm. um, change? How do we make the changes we want in our communities? Sometimes we just get so busy that we just do, 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 and we don't stop to think about, are these programs having the impacts that we want? Are these beliefs and behaviors that we inherited working for us. So a big part of the program is self-reflection and really rooted in culture and land. So a lot of the work that we do is is about strengthening those connections to our cultural identities and the land. Wonderful. Let's dive into a little bit more about the project. It's quite interesting. Um, Empowering individuals using traditional methods, one of which is a healing circle with participants following each session. Can you tell me more about this? Yeah, well, the leadership training that we've been running since we were founded 10 years ago is really based on creative expression and Mm -hmm. empowering our inner strengths. So it's really about helping us strengthen our identity and our cultural roots and to root ourselves in our own strengths. Colonization has really impacted that internal narrative that says we're not enough, we're not good enough. And so a big part of our program is about transforming those narratives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that we struggle with in our Indigenous communities um, across Turtle Island are the, are similar. So it gives us a chance to come together and and grieve, to, to lift each other up, to support each other. A lot of women have very, really critical roles in our communities and our families. And we, you know, we're often under uh, supported and under... Um, not encouraged enough. And so this is a place really to help um, lift each other up. Mm. 
the name 13 moons can you tell me where that comes from it comes from place it comes from here in the silk nation you know we have our calendar guides you know the rhythm of our year and that comes from the land you know especially prior to contact when our rhythms were connected to our chaptik which is um, our teachings it's kind of like our university or our education system it's our laws it's our protocols it's all the things that have been passed on from generation to generation since time immemorial and so 13 moons is just recognizing that these teachings that we're breathing life into in 13 moons are not new but the embers have you know gone down and we're we're igniting those embers into into our contemporary lives into the the world that we're working within now doing this type of work where you're reigniting the embers it can be challenging and can sometimes uh, the idea of gender equality can sometimes feel far away and as I hear you talk and and knowing a little bit about the program I'm curious if it what it is that drives you to keep doing this work and and how that impacts you personally yeah, I've, well, again, you know, the more I learn about our silk teachings and our protocols and practices, mm-hmm. um, the more I see our journey as being about returning to those. And um, when we talk about equality, that is something that has been rooted in our teachings. For example, our four food chief story, our origin story is really about the importance of diversity and the importance of inclusion across diversity. So um, the four food chiefs each bring different strengths. Mm-hmm. When you think about the diversity of, you know, age, for example, and gender and culture, it's, it's how do we um, hold spaces in our communities that intentionally includes that diversity so we can learn. Mm-hmm. We have another word, which means it is like the spark of enlightenment and that comes from tension. It's like, if you think of when you're starting a fire, like you're rubbing the, rubbing Mm -hmm. the sticks together and the spark that comes from that, that comes from the tension of diversity of different worldviews of different thoughts and ideas. And we learn more. So really, you know, a big part of our work is, is, is really like revitalizing and returning to, We've been impacted in our communities by the colonial systems of the Indian Act and the leadership that exists in our communities is is most often imposed mm-hmm. and it's not our ways. So a lot of it is just empowering and lifting up those ways and returning to. Wonderful. Kelly, you've shared a lot with us about the details of this incredible program, the way in which it has a transformational impact on the people who are the participants, the way in which it is a holistic experience for individuals. And I have to think that through this, one of the guiding lights is bringing hope back into Uh, the way in which we lead, the way in which we have interactions between, as you were saying, um, the land and culture and the way in which we are part of this world. 
can you can you tell me a little bit about hope and what that means to you and the way in which it is ingrained in this particular project? Yes, I love talking about hope. It's the foundation to our programs and why I I am so passionate about cultivating hope is because what I see in our community programs is that we're focusing on problems versus the symptoms. And so, for example, like we will, you know, be like, oh, you know, our diabetes or suicide rates are high. Like, what do we do to address the suicide rates in our community versus um, also looking at, well, why is there high addictions or high suicide rates? What's underneath that? And what I what I believe a big part of is underneath that is hopelessness. When we're in despair and hopelessness, when we don't have feel like we can influence the changes in our lives, it's hard to make change. And so that's what I'm striving to get to the root of that, that will mobilize change is to spark to ignite hope. And how do you do that? How do we how do we ignite hope? That's something that I've been inquiring into. <laughs> and I believe that I've figured it out a bit here. So here's my here's what I figured out. I think that hope is ignited when you have these four parts. And these four parts actually were inspired by the four food chiefs story. So one is connection. If you feel connected and a sense of belonging and lifted up by others, that you're not alone in making these changes, that that helps give some hope. The other is um, creativity. Creativity and imagination help us see that we're not stuck in this box. We're not stuck where we are. There's many possibilities in front of us. The other one is rooting it in tradition, in culture, in principles that have been here since time immemorial. So you get that feeling, the sense that we're we're not starting from scratch. We're not alone. We have this whole like triangle behind us that's lifting us up. And then last, the last part is like taking action together. Mm-hmm. And we often think of action as these huge steps. Like we got to go like write a letter to the government or we got to go, you know, do a some sort of rally or something. <laughs> Sometimes the steps, the, I call them micro steps, is mm-hmm. those little shifts that we can make every day. And those are, you know, how we think, how we act, how we relate to each other, how we feel. Mm-hmm. And so those are things that we cultivate in our trainings as those little micro shifts. I love that. Kelly, thank you so much. This has been incredible. I've enjoyed our conversation and getting to know you and the work that you're doing a little bit more, just a little bit. Um, there's so much more depth to it, I know. Um, we're, we're extremely grateful for the work that you do, for sharing your knowledge with us, and for the way in which you are a champion every day for advancing gender equality and for igniting hope. Thank you. And thank you so much for this opportunity to share Lim Limped. I'm so grateful for the, the journey that we're on and being in it together. It gives me hope too. Wonderful. 13 Moons was a recipient of the Fund for Gender Equality. This fund is a five-year initiative to advance gender equality in Canada that was developed by Community Foundations of Canada and the Equality Fund with support from the Government of Canada. 
The Shifting Power podcast was created by Community Foundations of Canada to share the stories of a handful of the amazing projects happening from coast to coast to coast who are working towards an equitable future. We'd like to give a special note of gratitude to the community foundations who helped to bring this podcast to life. To hear more stories from changemakers like Kelly, please visit communityfoundations.ca. Thank you for joining us today and throughout this series. Have an incredible day. Please keep shifting power in your communities.